Hi, my name's Sally Weatherly. I'm an IB physics teacher, an author, and the CEO of Gradecode. Welcome to my podcast, Stress-Free IB Physics, where we'll discuss strategies and tips to help make IB physics as stress-free as possible for you, but still to gain top marks. A little known fact about me is that when I was 19, I went to a Blondie gig and at the end of it, I hung around outside the back entrance and I convinced Deborah Harry to let me on the coach and hang out with them for a couple of hours. It was the most amazing couple of hours of my life. Not as rad as you'd think it would be. I was served non-alcoholic beer and some Milky Ways, which is a sort of really weird chocolate you give babies here in the UK. So, not as rock and roll as I'd hoped, but still a pretty good story, I think you'll agree. So, now on to today's podcast. Honestly, I see it all the time. Just lies. I see it on the IBO subreddit. I see it on the Discord server. I see it on that massive Facebook group. I see it from emails that students send to me. Just insane things that they've been told about their internal assessment in IB physics that are just not true. So what I want to do today is talk about these five insane lies that are told and spread throughout the IB community and just give you the truth behind it and just help you make this whole process a lot more simple. So let's start with the first lie. Lie number one. Your physics IA research question has to be unique to get a seven. What? Unique? I mean, we do realise that the IB is a high school programme and the internal assessment is a high school project. You're not just out to discover new physics. You're not working for a PhD dissertation. You're not working amongst the greatest minds on the planet. You're basically got to conduct an experiment, write it up to show that you understand the scientific method in physics. It's as simple as that. You do not need a unique idea to get a seven in IB physics. You are not supposed to make up some new physics that nobody has ever done or use a research question that no one has ever done. Let's have a think about this, right? There are 25,000 students every year who sit their IB physics exams. That means there's 25,000 students every year who complete an internal assessment. Now, some poor person has to mark all these things, but it's not the same person. (laughs) So there's hundreds of examiners marking these, and not one of these examiners are expecting you to solve the problem of nuclear fusion. I guarantee it. It's just not possible for 25,000 of you every year to come up with a unique topic. So please don't try. Don't stress yourself out about it. And if you don't believe me, would you believe the examiners? In the most recent examiner's report, they said the most successful investigations had well-defined research questions, clearly identified variables and a suitable means to measure and relate the variables, plus an appropriate and known scientific background. They're telling you they don't want anything too fancy, so please believe me. Now, if you're still struggling and you need something, an idea that interests you, then I do have a book that's got over 100 ideas and it's free, and I'll let you know about that at the end of this. All you need from your topic is something that you can investigate easily in a lab or in a simulation, something that you get involved in, 
that you're interested in and something that you can ultimately produce a write-up on with a graph. Now, this idea of involvement and interest leads me on to the next lie. Lie number two, you need to show real life application relating to your topic to get full personal engagement marks. <sighs> There's nothing worse than reading the following sorts of words in an introduction to an internal assessment. I'm passionate about bungee jumping and the last time I stood on top of a bridge about to leap, I thought, oh, I'm fascinated by SHM and wouldn't it be wonderful if I could combine my fascination with SHM and bungee jumping? Bearing this in mind, I decided to investigate. There's nothing worse than reading this as an examiner. It doesn't show personal engagement at all. It just sounds artificial. It doesn't sound real. And it sounds like you're trying to write something to get those two personal engagement marks. Now, don't get me wrong. Those two personal engagement marks are very important. And you do need to aim for them because personal engagement is worth two out of 24 marks. So it's definitely something you want to aim for. Just promise me you won't do it by trying to relate it to a real life situation or show that you're passionate about it. In fact, promise me, hand on heart, please repeat after me. I promise, I promise, I will not, I will not use the words passionate, fascinated, any of those words, it just puts people off. Now, if you don't believe me, will you believe the examiners? Here's what the last examiner report said. Students would often overemphasize personal significance by writing what seemed to be artificial comments about their general interests. Moreover, their background interest would not link to a specific research question. For example, the love of playing ball sports is not inherently related to an investigation into the coefficient of restitution of a bouncing ball. My advice to you is not to overemphasize your personal significance in the investigation by making up some sort of comment with a real life situation. My advice to you is to show your personal engagement in the write-up by using an interesting method or taking a standard experiment and developing the method somewhat. Perhaps conduct a preliminary experiment or show some genuine interest in the analysis of your results. Personal engagement, those two marks out of 24, are assessed holistically. That means that the examiner would look at the whole report and determine whether they feel you've been personally involved and personally engaged in that experiment. And that's where you get your personal engagement marks. Again, if you don't believe me, let me give you some of the examiner's words on this. When a student's report demonstrates independent thinking, initiative or creativity, or when there is interest and curiosity relating to the research question, or when there is personal input into the design or implementation or presentation of the investigation, then and only then has a student addressed the criterion of personal engagement. Full marks for personal engagement require addressing a number of the indicators and is assessed holistically, not in a section or paragraph with the, with the heading personal engagement. Let's move on to the next lie. Lie number three. You're studying higher level IB physics, so you need a higher level idea that's more complicated 
with a standard level idea. There's no difference between higher level and standard level internal assessments. The examiners don't know if you're higher level or standard level. Uh, the criteria is exactly the same. There's no difference. You can't have a higher level idea and a standard level idea. It's the exact same investigation. So if you've been told you need to develop a higher level internal assessment idea, that's not down to the advice of the, the IB. That's probably down to your teacher trying to challenge you or trying to develop your skills, your investigative skills. It's nothing to do with the IB. So if you're really struggling and you're obsessed with this idea of finding a higher level idea, then please stop because you don't need a higher level idea because what usually happens is it becomes too complicated. You might be looking at something that's too far outside the IB syllabus. You might sort of or accidentally stretch into university level physics or you might end up studying two independent variables rather than one and the whole investigation becomes far too complicated, too much work and actually your chances of getting good marks decreases and decreases. So can I give you a really good piece of advice? Stick to something simple, okay? One independent variable and one dependent variable. Even if you're higher level or standard level, stick to something simple. Now, not too simple. <laughs> I don't want something that you can just find the method of out of a textbook. You definitely want to avoid that. So, for example, investigations like how does the length of a pendulum affect the time period of pendulum? Well, that would be so simple that you wouldn't get any marks for that. There's no creativity involved there. Um, finding acceleration due to gravity using a bouncy ball. Again, no good, right? Stick to something simple. Don't try and look for a higher level idea. It really is not worth it. The topics that I tend to see students going towards because they think it's more complicated or a higher level idea are things like double pendulum or fluids and all the, those, all the physics behind that is really advanced. You're looking at, you know, multiple level differential equations. You're looking at really difficult stuff that you'd find in university level. So really think, okay, can I see a clear method for this? Do I understand the basics of the physics behind this before you jump into an experiment where you try to prove your higher level? Lie number four, you need a title page and it's got to be below 12 pages. Uh, this is a really simple uh, lie that I can blow, blow apart right now. A, you do not need a title page. Please don't put a title page down. The title of your internal assessment should simply be the research question at the top of the front page. Easy. B, it's always said it needs to be below 12 pages. That's not strictly true. The IB have issued guidance saying to, to produce an internal investigation of the quality we're looking for, that can be done within 12 pages. But if it's 13 pages or 14 pages, that's okay, as long as you're not repeating things, as long as you're not blabbering on or being vague. If you're being very precise, if you're being um, straight to the point and you've got a lot to discuss, then the examiner won't mind 13 or 14 pages. Make sure that everything you've written in those 12 to 13 pages is valid and precise. 
Lie number five is you can't do the same investigation as somebody in your class. Now, this is a difficult one. As a teacher, I would probably say the same. So if I have a class of 10 students and two people want to investigate the same research question, then I would have to think twice about allowing that. Simply because of academic honesty, um, not that I'm saying that you would copy from each other, I don't think that would be the case. What I'm trying to say is that the internal investigation relies on you being independent and thinking of your own methodology. And it would be difficult for you to be standing on one side of the class investigating something and the other shouldn't be standing on the other side of the class investigating the same thing and for you not to discuss the methodology and the pitfalls and, and all sorts of things like that. So this lie, it is a lie because the IB offer, they offer no guidance on this. They don't say you can't do the same investigation as somebody in your class. All they say is that there should be no copying, but that's obvious, right? They do say that actually two people could work together on the same data, uh, so the same experiment, uh, but I think that's kind of not frowned upon, but I don't think it's the done thing. So it is a lie, according to the IB, all the documentation I've read, that you can't do the same investigation as somebody else in your class, but... From a teacher's point of view, I would like to encourage students to do different things, just so I know as a teacher that you really have gone into that in investigation in an independent manner. So I end on a slight white lie, not a real lie. Okay, what do you think about these five lies? Have you been told any of them? Has this helped you at all? Look, I am a bit of an expert on internal assessments. I have seen hundreds, maybe thousands of them, and I've helped hundreds, maybe thousands of students do it. I've also written a book on it, and that book is free for you. So if you'd like to download my book, which is called The Ultimate Guide to the Perfect Physics Internal Assessment, you can download that from below this video.